Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself. Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Dude, good. I'm a little bit scared because the man we have today used to beat me up in practice. Hold on now. No, I didn't. We both used to go at it. We we would go at it. it. Dude, we... (laughs) I have so many thoughts and uh, about about Alex Lewis, who I'm actually, dude. You made me into the fullback that I was because you were the best dude I went up against, and we practiced all day together. Man, vice versa. I still remember. I think it was like camp, you know that uh, that spring camp. I only had one spring camp at Wisconsin. I remember we were going at it in camp, and every time I hit you, I was like, "This dude is a load." <laughs> So, man, you helped me out. You got me ready for the Big Ten. I mean, obviously, the Big Ten back then was a powerhouse coming downhill, fullbacks. And me coming from junior college at the time, you know, I was more of a sideline to sideline type of linebacker. Coach Kyes, he was like, you need to go downhill. And uh, I didn't want to do it at first. But, you know, (laughs) Wisconsin got a way of breaking you in and forming you into what you're supposed to be. And I became a downhill linebacker. Well, I think that worked well, out for the best for everyone. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Maybe not for my brain, neck, back. <laughs> but yeah, it worked out for the best. <laughs> it did work out for the best. All right. Well, before we get into it, uh, I, I, I know it's going to be a love fest here. Uh, well, you know, I, I love his game. Birdie loves him. And I think I'm already going to love him in the in the five minutes we've been here already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to remind you guys that we are presented by Bet Online, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. NBA Finals and NHL Finals in full swing. Baseball season, soccer, whatever your sport is, it's over there at Bet Online. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Bernie, where do you want to start today? I mean, I want to start with a young Alex Lewis. A young. Like, what young like what how, how'd you get into football like oh, what, what was that process that's a that's a big story first of all even before we go there man i actually watch your guys show and i was like you know i'll put my little comments underneath man you guys have been doing a great <laughs> job and i mean i'm the type where social media i'm more like look go look go look go and uh you caught my attention i was like oh man look they got some people that i'll play with on there you know <laughs> 
So like Calhoun on there, all them guys. And you guys been asking some good questions. So you guys, man, like you got my attention, you know. That's why. And I'm glad you guys reached out to me. So I'm grateful to be on the show. But the young Alex Lewis, it's crazy the way I, I got into football. It wasn't a traditional way. I was actually playing backyard football, moved from uh, Philadelphia to Jersey, and um, didn't have any friends. So I'm playing in the backyard. Everybody's like, man, you're pretty good. Come and play football. Never played before. I'm like, all right. So I went out there. It classic. Had my knee pads and my thigh pads, thigh pads and my <laughs> knee pads, you know, cup upside down, everything. Didn't know what I was doing. But we started doing hitting drills. And uh, during hitting drills, like, I knocked this dude out. And uh, the coach was like, all right, we like this guy. But the only issue was this. It was a 140-pound league. I was 150 pounds. So you talking to a cupcake eating, honey bun eating, Big Mac eating, Burger King, two four dollar loving kid had to lose ten pounds at the time. But so, but from there, man, the love as far as dedication for football started. Man, I remember jogging around the uh, neighborhood with trash bags on to try to cut weight. This is before they had sauna suits, right? They probably did, but at the time I, I couldn't afford some. Some guy was like, man, just throw a trash bag on and run around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you see this crazy kid running around the neighborhood with a trash bag on. They probably was going to call the cops. But <laughs> running around the neighborhood, trash bag on. And uh, this took around three weeks. And we had a weigh-in. I jumped on a scale. They said 140 pounds. Everybody's cheering, right? And <laughs> my birth certificate. They was like, I'm sorry. You're a month too old. You can't play. It broke me. I was like, What? I lost all this weight. I'm crying. I'm walking home. I walked right to Burger King, got me a Big Mac. <laughs> but honestly, that's that's where the love began. And then, of course, you know, that next year I played my freshman year. Um, was terrible at football. and uh, But things really didn't click until, like, my sophomore year and uh, sophomore year in high school. For some reason, like that last game, I was playing nose guard, and DN, nose guard and DN. And <laughs> something clicked, and I was just making plays all over the field. So the next year, they expect me to have a big season, which I started having the big season my junior year. And what happened was uh, it was in October, going into the playoffs, uh, came off the edge, stepped uh, one way. My teammate actually ran into my leg and broke my femur bone. So the whole Ooh, femur, femur bone cracked. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, your femur. Femur. That so is the hard, not only the it was like, man, you could have died. The human body. <laughs> yeah, it was the biggest, big, they said it was the worst injury in South Jersey history. And I mean, I'm holding my leg. My leg is like dangling. Like one of them YouTube videos, the legs are dangling. Like literally this, this big, uh, I still remember his name, man. Great guy. His name was Joseph Cali, Polish guy, huge. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Italian, huge. Joseph Cali ran into my leg and um, it was broke. Like I was holding it. And it was just bouncing up and down. And um, so from there, I went to the hospital. They said I would never play football again. That's the first thing. Uh, they said I would probably have to wear a boot, uh, one of those medical boots, because what happened was it was around the growth plate area. So, you know, if you're young and you injure that area, like the one leg won't grow the right way. Um, I was fortunate enough where they had, I had a great surgeon still have two screws in the leg but for some reason man i had this in my mind like i'm gonna play again so i remember <clears throat> coming back i was actually 
on my couch at home. And I started doing like little, it's crazy. I was doing this by myself, little strength and conditioning exercises. Like it was a Rocky movie or something. So I'm just <laughs> tensing my leg up and relaxing, tensing my leg up and relaxing. Then from there, which I never really told anybody this, I became the I became the water boy of the basketball team. Now I had an idea about this. Now listen, I'm doing rehab, right? Doing rehab with these regular rehab people. But I was like, well, maybe I can get on the basketball team and be a water boy, but at the same time kind of train with them a little bit. So being a water boy, and I would ask my teacher, well, the uh, he was a teacher slash um, coach. I was like, can I try to do things? He was like, go ahead. So I'm here just doing lateral shuffles. Then all of a sudden, like, I'm limping and I'm running. And they're like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. But the difference between a break and a torn ligament, a break, when it heals, it heals. You can go. That ligament takes a little bit more. So I had a break, and I'm like, you know, I just kept pushing it and pushing it. And what's crazy was I broke my leg in October. And then you can actually look at the record, but in May, I won the States in track and field in discus and shot. <laughs> <laughs> I broke you the school record and everything. And everybody's like, how did you me. do this? So, man, it was just, you know, you just never know, man. And I just been one of them guys, man, where – when a uh, obstacle came, I just kept moving. So then, you know, from there <clears throat> was all conference and everything going into my senior year. I played pretty good, but I was actually going to quit football. So Matt, you probably would never have met me my senior year. I actually quit football and I was going to go to a junior college. My grades weren't right at the time. So I was going to a junior college all the way in Barton. It was called Barton in Kansas. It's like a junior college for uh, track and field. But I played in a game in New York, in New Jersey called the North-South game. North-South North game. There's a big game in New Jersey. And all these guys had big full rides for all these colleges. And I balled out. I played good. And I'm thinking, like, man, I try to go to Rutgers here. But obviously my grades <laughs> were good. But I still wasn't getting looks. So someone told me, you might want to consider, like, trying football. I got this small letter. Small letter. Now, I've got all these other letters. I got this little pamphlet from a small junior college in upstate New York. Shout out. It's called SUNY Morrisville. Yeah. So uh, SUNY Morrisville, I was like, man, I went went to the computers before your guys' day. AOL came on. <laughs> I'm in my high school library, and all I saw was a football team, and I was like, I'm going. <laughs> Didn't know anything about SUNY, upstate New York, horses and all that. But the college coach at the time, his name was Terry Dow. Uh, he wound up going to a different school, but um, he was recruiting players all the way from Florida. Like, great players. Like, I played from a school it was uh, called Bell Glaze, Florida. Those guys are phenomenal athletes, man, out in Florida. So he recruited a lot of the players from there that weren't going to D1 so now I go to the school, I'm playing with like D1 players. This up my game. And uh, so from there, first year, keep this in mind, I never played linebacker in my life. I was a DN nose guard. So now I'm going from that to playing linebacker. I'm just an athlete running around, didn't know strategies or schemes or anything, right? <laughs> but that offseason in junior college, I studied like crazy. Studied in my dorm room, I studied tape, studied film. And that next year, man, I came back like a monster. I was studying LeVar Arrington, jumping over things. And so that my sophomore year in junior college, it was almost like a video game. Like I'm out there making plays and shooting gaps and, 
and I finally understood, and I actually played a position that I was built for. So we were actually playing this big school called Lackawanna. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a junior college in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They were a powerhouse. I wanted to beat them so bad, right? So we're playing them. I'm giving it everything I got, and uh, we lose. I'm in the bathroom. I actually went in the bathroom. I cried, right? I'm out there crying. And uh, my backup quarterback, he's from Britain. He comes in. He's crying. Another guy comes in crying and because we wanted this game so bad. But then after I walked out of the bathroom, this coach came out of nowhere. He was like, man, you played a pretty good game. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I try to blow him off. But he was like, hey, I want to offer you a full ride. And I was like, to where? He was like, Wisconsin. Still, I do not know who this guy is still to the day. <laughs> he wasn't there when I got to the school. Don't know him. I got recruited by him. Don't know him at all. And uh, I thought it was a joke till I was in my uh, my team uh, meeting that Monday. And they was like, Alex Lewis is playing his butt off. And he just got offered a ride to Wisconsin. I was like, that's for real? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so from there, I go on a recruiting trip. You know, I was with B-Will. Brandon Williams was on my recruitment trip. Who else was there? Uh, well, probably Brandon was like the noble guy. You know, Brandon Williams. So I go there and... Coach Alvarez walks me in that house. You know the recruiting trip, right? You're mm-hmm. hungry. They offer you a big cookie, and you're like, I'm eating the cookie. <laughs> they eat with steak. I was having steakums before that, and I'm like, steak? You come off the bus, and cheerleaders are cheering for you? I'm coming from junior college. We were cheering for ourselves, so I'm like, hey, Coach, Coach Alvarez had me at hello. He said, uh, are you ready? Don't even say it. I'm ready. I'm ready to sign right now. <laughs> So, but man, I wound up going to Wisconsin, man, and it was uh, the best decision, man. Um, after that, actually, uh, Miami uh, came to recruit, but my coach actually shut everything down, which I'm glad because I probably wouldn't have played at Miami. They had a great squad. But um, yeah, went to Wisconsin, man, and uh, from there, you know, obviously, uh, I was with the freshmen at the time. And then now we're in camp, and I see this big guy. Right? Matt Bernstein. I'm like, is he a fullback or is he one of like the nose guards? I'm like, I'm here. So I'm like, man, I got to pump. I'm buttoning up all my chin straps, everything. So it was Matt Bernstein. And who was the uh, the one before you, Matt? He had a brother. Russ, right? Um, Russ. Russ. Russ Coons. So it's these guys. I'm like, these fullbacks are huge. You know? <laughs> So, but man, like Wisconsin got me ready for the Big Ten, like being in practice, being with these guys, going downhill, got you ready for like playing Ohio State, playing Maurice Claret, who became my teammate later on in the UFL, playing against uh, Iowa and those guys. And just the uh, squad itself, the intensity in practice. Um, yeah, I, I would never regret my decision of going to Wisconsin. You know, it was a great – it went from me cheering – our t- uh, us cheering for ourselves to I can't even hear myself che- I can't even hear a <laughs> play on the field that was one of the big shocks and then like I said I never watched Wisconsin growing up so I wasn't like a diehard Badger fan so when I saw the jump around for the first time was actually during the game and I was like what are they doing <laughs> why are they playing Cypress Hill like, <laughs> 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 so it was a culture shock, man. But at the same time, it was a great experience, man. And I would never uh, take it back for the world, Even, especially having the teammates, 
the coaching staff that I had there, man, it was a blast, man. It was a blast. I'm I'm a Mike Hog, so I'm gonna let you guys talk as well. No, <laughs> no, no. Listen, hog it as much as you want. Yeah. Dude, you're the OG transfer portal. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Like I said, it was once before me now. What what was the one guy's name from New York, man? He was a DB. Uh I think we called him DB. Um he played in like he played in uh uh, oh man, Donald, Donald. Uh, um, I I know who you're talking about Donald, but yeah, man, but he was like before me, so I used to. But look he was before him. me too. Yeah. yeah. So, but Donnie Brady, like him, I would look to because I'm a transfer. Like a lot of the, obviously, like you guys have four years and sometimes a red shirt, but me, mm-hmm. I'm coming in this system. I gotta learn everything fast. The game is fast. Plays are different, more structured. You know, mm-hmm. the environment is different. So it's like I got to come in here and I got to get this thing now. You know what I mean? Right, because so, you only have two years. Exactly. There's no register yeah. for me unless I get hurt or something. But I that's that's was on my mind the whole time, and not just that. But then you got players because I'm coming in. Of course, they want you to play, but you got great players. I had remember Broderick, Broderick. Um, Project last night. Yeah, Project was a tremendous player from Texas. So I got a guy like him in front of me. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, he hurt his knee, which caused me to have a better opportunity of getting a start. But it's things like that where you got to come in and you got to play now. That's what they're expecting you to do. You know, so being a JUCO transfer, it's not always easy. But at the same time, sure. they're looking to you to make a tremendous impact as soon as you get into the door, whether it's on you, special teams or in uh, yeah. office of defense. Well, you so Broderick was a running back when I started. But yeah, yep. Exactly. And he moved over. So they were missing because Bryson Thompson was the guy when I redshirted. He was the, exactly. the weak Bryson, side line. He actually side mentor, yeah, Bryson's brother. Who was um, Donnell? Donnell is kind of who mentored me during the summertime. I would work out with him during mm-hmm. the summer, number forty-four, if I remember. But he would tell me like, "Hey, you need to do this," or he would drop little nuggets on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Bryson was more—he was already getting ready for the league or something like that. But he was actually coming back and like you know schooling the younger guys. And I was one of the uh, young linebackers he would talk to and do drills with. And help me to understand about defenses and so forth, dude. Uh, the guy you were talking about, Donnie Brady, right? Donnie Brady. He Donnie was, Brady he, was a transfer. Yeah, man, he was a transfer. I from, didn't know uh, that. From Lackawanna, matter of fact, I think from the JUCO. <laughs> he was a beast. I didn't know that. He yeah. so he's the OG. Yeah, but to man. me, I didn't know. He was like I only knew him after. He was a cornerback, but he was one of the yeah. physical cornerbacks. Like he should have been like a safety or a linebacker. Donnie Brady was a beast, and he had that not- athletic mindset. Like, I'm gonna beat you. You know, he challenged mm-hmm. me like during the off season. Man, love Don, love Donnie Brady, man. I do too. Yeah. I, I never played with him. I just he's always a nice guy to me. But he is a a, a specimen of a human yeah, yeah, to play corner. Yeah. He's a tall guy too. He's not a normal exactly. corner. And kinda. I watch his highlights uh, playing because he played in uh, he played in the Canadian League. You know, he did that for. Okay. Yep, and then he played with Ray Lewis and them guys with the Ravens. Wow. Yeah. So, so what? What's it like? First off, who was the guy who was in your locker room saying, "Hey, come to Wisconsin"? Like, is that normal at a junior college? Man, I still don't know who that guy is. All I know really? is the only only other guy I remember making a visit was Coach Kaz. Coach Kaz came to my house, sat in my living room, and he asked me some questions. You respect your mom. 
I'm like, yeah, my mom is right here. I ain't gonna <laughs> 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 Bro, I just want to know what would happen if you had said no. Like, come on, man. My mom. Yeah. You know, and Kyle's would always chew that bubble gum. Like, like he was just in the living room chewing the gum. And he just told me, we'll take care of your son. And Kaz did, man. You know how Kaz is. Kaz used to be like, I don't know why I brought you here. I don't know. But he was motivating me. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. would play mind games. Like, oh, I don't know why I brought you here. I don't know. Next minute, oh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> so it's like we had that relationship where I wanted to kill him. But yet, man, I like this dude. He pushed me to a level that I would never thought I would go to. And he got me ready for the next level. Because it was like that at the next level. Dude, so what was it like showing up on campus? Like you went from a small junior college to now this ridiculously huge oh. D1. What's it like when you show up to Madison? Oh, Madison? All right, this is how it was. For one, I'm like, everybody out here got scooters. Like, <laughs> I, I'm looking around, I'm like, I got to get me a scooter now. <laughs> like, but... I didn't understand. I'm like, these dudes riding scooters in the winter as well. I'm like, hold on now. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but, I mean, just the campus itself, I actually, so when I got drafted, had my little draft party, I brought my buddies on campus, and they can attest to this. Madison is almost like a college movie, man. Like, the campus is so small. I actually live by the University of Michigan. And, you know, like I said, nothing against Michigan, but it doesn't have anything to me on the Madison campus because everything is just so easy to get to, you know, everything is like something's here, there. You don't have to take a bus and go all the way around an hour. It's like everything is in walking distance. And then, you know, we got state street. They have their main street in uh, Michigan. And I got to be careful because I still live in Michigan. I might get some notes (laughs) on the door, but you know, our state street is like no other. We got people that travel from all around the country just to come there for Halloween. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. Madison's a different campus, man, as far as, um, man, it's almost like things you've seen as a movie growing up as a kid of how camp, how college would be. That's what it was. And, um, and as far as just the, uh, the camp Randall, I mean, you go in there, I got to actually be a fan and actually be in the stands. And I was amazed myself. I was like, wow, this is what it's like being in the crowd. My kids were there. You know, they were doing the jump around and the waves. And and I'm just sitting here like, wow, you know, we're on the field and we're zoned out. Like, I was so serious because I'm like, I need to make it to the next level. But it's like I never sat back and soaked it in. It's like, wow, look at this crowd. You know how it is going through the tunnel. Everybody's patting your back. And, you mm-hmm. know, before you go out there and it's hype and it's like, man, this game, this is hyping me up. I didn't even get that in the league. You know, the league is like you walk out. You know, people aren't as much as hype. The stadium is, like, real wide, so people can't get to you. Like, the mm-hmm. college atmosphere, I mean, I remember playing against Iowa. And going to Iowa, they could basically touch us, you know. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so it's a different environment. Madison is a is a it's an environment where when you're a Badger, they're going to show their love for you. You know what I mean? You're going to hear the crowd, the roar of the crowd. And you want to talk about, you know, uh, Restaurants. I don't even know if they got Nick still. They got Nick still. Nick still there? I, I, don't, I don't think so. so. You remember that that breakfast place they used to make the scramblers? Yes, it's gone. That place isn't oh there. Oh my goodness! They need. I, hey, for like five bucks, you go in there and they give you a ten a ten uh, egg omelet with potatoes and 
And yep. that thing will fill you for the whole day. Then they they had this Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't know who was making Kool-Aid back there, but it was just... Was if you went with Erasmus, it was like $3. And it, it, I don't know. I, I just remember going there with Erasmus once. And the yep. guy, the owner would come back. He's like, oh, whatever you guys want. It's like four bucks. Yeah, three exactly. Bucks. You know, we're like, great. We're, we're kids. <laughs> they gave big old scrambler. He's like, this is the scrambler. I'm like, man, man, I, I love that place. But, you know, things like that, man, it's nostalgic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things that I remember. But the campus life, like I said, I, I enjoy myself in Wisconsin. I have no regrets there. Wisconsin treats, treated me like no other. Everything they said they were going to do. They did. As long as you, the thing about it, especially on campus, man, and I say this even for a student athlete, we both could attest to this. They gave us all the tools we needed to succeed on the mm-hmm. field and off the field. Whether in the classrooms, you know, they gave us the counselors that were needed. So if you didn't, if you went there and as far as you not getting that education that you needed, a lot of it was on you. I'm just being, I went from being in junior college to having to do everything myself. You know, having to buy my own cleats. So when I got there, people were complaining about the cleats and this and that. I'm like, do you know I had to buy my own stuff? (laughs) You become grateful. So you're not a prima donna. You know, everything you get. I mean, we got a TV for the bowl game. I'm like, we get a TV? Like, we win this game. We just, yay, we go to Ponderosa. Like, here, like, they're giving a steak and stuff. You guys don't know where I came from. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but I, I appreciate my grind because my grind made me who I was when I got to Wisconsin. And I was hungry. Like, I wasn't a big, you know, listed player that was uh, top 10 draft, you know, all this stuff. No, nah, I was a guy who had a dream and I was willing to grind and do whatever I needed to do to get to the top. You know what I mean? Wait, let's 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 dive into that because what I remember about you showing up yeah. is your work ethic was through the roof. Yeah. Um not and then I was thinking about this while we were like, oh, Alex Lewis is coming on. I'm like, what speed was this man even doing? Like what it wasn't hey, practice man, or man, it I, was I, I did you practice that game? One speed, speed, baby. One speed. One speed. One, and I'm going to get in trouble all the time. <laughs> Matt Perkins, if we were in just helmets, if we were in just spider pads, if we one, were in nothing, one speed. this dude was going – What hey. I remember just coming to practice and I'm like, I got to block this guy power with no pads on because he's going to go 100%. <laughs> and I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> hey, AD used to get mad at me all the time. He used to be like – All the time. Like, what are you doing? Lex, come on. <laughs> but hey – that's, I mean, that's what got me from junior college to Wisconsin, from Wisconsin to the league. Then yeah. I had to tone it down in the league because I didn't want to get cut. You know, <laughs> tone that thing. Well, you know, I didn't want to. Was come. that was that part of your just way you operated? Like were yeah, you doing man, that I mean, in I high school, like college, I, uh, JUCO? Yeah, if I felt like if I played the way that I practiced, I was going to play in the game that way. Now, some people are different. Some people are gamers where they can turn that thing on in a game. Me. Mm-hmm. I had to do it psychologically where it had to be on all the time because, like I said, I felt like if I wasn't going all out here, it would affect me on the field. So I had to turn that thing up. And I feel like if I practice game speed, so when it's the game time, I was ready for it. Dude, you got everyone practicing game speed. (laughs) I can't say I appreciate it because it was uh, – dude, hitting you was hard, man. (laughs) You too. You too. Listen, don't don't take this the wrong way, but I liked hitting Broderick. Like, like a, 
a gazelle out there and, and run you over like a Mack truck. I, I remember this one time we hit each other like during spring camp. And it's like, we both just stalemated and just went to the side. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, yeah, I got to get up and do this again. I was like, run the play Dude. again. I was like, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't run it again, coach. <laughs> put in Greg Rude or put somebody else in. Greg Rude, um, Greg Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Greg, you're in for this one, buddy. <laughs> yep. Because, man. Wait, um, so wait, you showed up in 2002? 2000 and I think it was like 2002. Yep. I played two years. Was ago. it fall or was it, it was in the spring was, or the fall? Uh, it was in the fall. So, you know, I came there obviously like during the summertime to kind of, mm. uh, to get, obviously we had like the getting ready for the camp and I was in the region. So then I went to, we had the training camp at, uh, what was that? That church. We, at the seminary. The seminary. Yeah. Which once again, it's a culture shock for me. I'm from junior college. Ours was like, I don't know if you saw that um, that junior college uh, TV show. Last chance, you. Where they're in junior, theirs a little bit better, but mine was like, <laughs> man, we on like cornfields and and we're in dorm rooms. The beds, you know what I mean? Like the springs, you can feel the springs in the bed. Then I'm going to the seminary where, man, we got like you can come downstairs and grab a Gatorade and eat some beef jerky and some gummies. I'm looking like this is us for free. Do we got to pay for this? <laughs> Like, I'm asking questions like, I don't want to get in trouble, you know? So it was, it was, like I said, it was a culture shock, man. But it was a great time. Attention athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says... I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. It's been a minute since we talked about the seminary, so I got to know like a little bit more about yeah. your seminary experience. Because yeah, man, a so- seminary for for one, you know, it's first time ever having an ice bath. That's the first thing. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but for, at least for me, black people, you know, us in cold water don't mix that time. <laughs> we had to hop in that tub, man. I was like, whoa, like <laughs> this is before Kevin Hart did the uh, cold tub, right? <laughs> 
he's doing that now. What's the coldest balls, right? We had coldest balls before coldest balls went out. Do you remember that? Like they, all they these brought in these with trash cans. I'm looking like, what are we supposed to do? Just jump in that thing. I'm like, I don't know about that one. And they like, brought in like horse troughs and they would fill it with all yep. ice and you just jump in jump with in. your pads. Yeah, it was terrible. You yep. basically take all your clothes off in this air, in outside. Yeah. And then jump in this thing. Jump in that thing, man. Yep. So but dude, Alex, you remember like um you used to have to work out in your cleats in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Had to work out <laughs> in the cleats. Yeah, right in the middle of we're here doing lap <laughs> pools with everything on. And you know somebody got in trouble if they had their full equipment on. They're here doing a full equipment with their helmet and everything on. It's called, what's it called? Commandos or something like that. I forgot what it was called. But I'm like, oh, he did. He must have been late or something like that. It's just like, yeah, man. Dude, the seminary was hard. It was. Like that's- it was. Yep. You've just seen, we just seen each other all the time. All the time. You know, if they call something called camp eyes, where anything <laughs> looks nice. <laughs> Came on, like man, I'm just seeing these dudes 24 seven. I gotta get out of here, man. I gotta get out of here. But it was like I said, man. Those nights where us pranking jokes on each other, and you guys, uh, the older guys coming at the freshman, it was a good time, man. The camaraderie and all that. You know, like I said, I enjoyed it, man. So you get there, well, and, you, it, and you're, it's funny because the the oh, I was gonna say no, burn. Go, go for ahead. Matt, Matt oh, go ahead, burn. You you got this. No, I was just going to say, like, th- that experience is not – that's gone now. Yeah. You know, like, we had this almost, like, military-style boot camp of, like, a – like, remember they would reset the 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 uh, the counter, the, the practice clock if we screwed up? Yep. Coach Alvarez is like, nope, start it over. Like, start these it are over. Rules that <laughs> you what? can't do this stuff. <laughs> Were you there? Were you there when it was like 150 degrees and and all we got was like an ice pop in the middle of yeah, the, oh the yeah, practice? some ice pops. Yeah, <laughs> talking, about, talking about electrolytes, rehydrated. I was like, we gonna die. <laughs> he gave us an ice pop. <laughs> we gonna die. That's before they had all the regulations and everything like that. The regulations. Yeah, man, it was different. But like I said, man, it 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 helped me to be who I was as far as later on in the league as well, man. Helped me to be who I was and the trainers and everybody. And um, even great players, uh, Joe Thomas. I remember him being a – I think he was a freshman at the time, man. And I was like, this dude is different. I remember going to get some one-on-one drills and, you know, beating him one time and coach was like, do it again. And him drive me to the ground. And I was like, this dude is a freshman. Like, so, you know, playing against guys like that, Anthony Davis, you know, all these guys, man. Being with Lee, training with Lee. Like, Lee got me to step my game up to another level. And let me tell you this. One of the main reasons why I came to Wisconsin was because of Lee. They turned this dude highlight tape on. And I remember they was like, all right, guys, have a seat. And they just played it. And this dude was, they played that song, I Need a Hero. And Lee was all over the field making catches. And I was like, who is this dude? Like, and then you see him in person, and you're like, this can't be the same guy. Like, his temperament is different, everything. But, you know, Lee was actually hurt that first year. But the second year, um, you know, going into the second year, I actually got to train with Lee. So me and Lee, we're training. He would pick me up. We would go to uh, John Dedman's house. 
and John Dett had this hill we used to run. Now, what's crazy is every single week, we, me and Lee would pick up like a different person. They would say <laughs> they were going to come back and they would never come back. <laughs> like, so what? I'm not going to say names. They know who they are. But we would pick one up and they would throw up and be like, oh, I, I need this in my life. I got to come back next week. No show. Next guy. No show. And I, I hung out with Lee that whole summer, man. And just working with him, he helped to elevate my game to another level. You know what I mean? Seeing him come back from that uh, from that knee injury, man, once again, it inspired me. So playing around guys like Lee and those guys, you know, Scott Starks. Remember, he was my roommate. Jonathan Orr, he lives two minutes from me now. Like, he was my roommate as well. So those guys, you can't – if you hang around people like that, it has nothing to do – but you're going to elevate your level, you know? So, yeah, man, like – the football, the college experience was like none like no other. None like no other. That's why, like I said, I always say people ask me about Wisconsin. I was like, man, I got. I always have love for Wisconsin. Always love for Wisconsin. Barry Alvarez should be the next governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could probably win. He, he probably doesn't win. want the job. He would win in a landslide, but he doesn't want those problems. He doesn't need those problems. He's too no, rich for I'm those home. problems. Yeah, yeah, he's good yeah. where he is. He's good where mm-hmm. he is. But shout out to Barry Alvarez, man. Like I, I used to vote for him on um, random elections because I didn't know anybody. Like, who's going to be the treasurer <laughs> of Wisconsin? I don't know. I'm here for like a couple years. I was like Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez. He's and Mike Kleber got a lot of votes for out of nowhere for no reason. Mike Kleber. <laughs> yeah man and just the games itself like us playing in that Ohio State game. You remember that? Um where Lee caught that hundred, that ninety nine yard pass, Ohio State was un- they were undefeated for like undefeated for like a year or so or two years a year and a half yeah yeah so playing a game like that fireworks going off and just you know things playing against Purdue you know so it's like you know my experience at Wisconsin for only two years man it was it's memorable I will never take one snap back not at all they made me earn everything. They promised me. So they promised me that, but at the same time, I had to earn it. It was not given to me, and I respect it. So the same way, because it got me prepared for the league, and as you know, Matt, they don't give you anything in the league. The league is a doggy dog world. Like, you may, I've seen second-round draft picks get cut, you know, so it's just, it gets you prepared for it. So same way, man, like I said, I'm always going to have love for the W. <laughs> so you show up, and you get put in the reach. What, yeah. what are your impressions? Who are you living with? And what is that first like couple, couple weeks, like feeling out process? Who are you hanging out with? Just like walk us through that. Reed was different. Summertime is different, obviously, because the summertime, you know, guys are just scrambling, finding a place to live. Right. We're trying to sublease. <laughs> right. So I got to meet some people. I got to, you know, hang around like AD at the time, Anthony Davis. Shout out to AD. Uh, meet big guys. Remember uh, Big Los Carlos? Uh, let's see who else got to meet Scott Starks for the first time. Um, and then I met Jonathan Orr, all these guys, man. So all these guys were at the Reeds at the time. And, um, then I'm here rooming with like the freshmen because I'm an <laughs> incoming, uh, junior. So I'm with the freshman guys like Brandon Williams, uh, Brandon White. I think he does. He's a, he does the receivers right now. Uh, yep. a lot yep. of receivers, man, doing thing. Um, so, you know, 
bonding with the lower class uh, guys and also being with the upper class. I'm like in the middle. I'm a hybrid, you know. But, man, it was uh, awesome at the region, man. Like I said, I guess my experience is different because, man, it's almost like I went from sleeping on a little a little cot to now I'm in a region bed. I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm moving on up. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I wake up in the morning, region's got we cooking waffles downstairs. I had oodles <laughs> and noodles for breakfast. I'm like, okay, I'm making waffles. They got this guy down there making eggs for you. I'm like, they don't know what they got. This is different. <laughs> you know, so like I said, it was a great experience, man. Um, roommate situation, like I said, I got to later on room with guys who I had a bond with, Jonathan Orr and uh, Scott Starks. And these guys held me accountable in college, you know, so I wouldn't act too wild and crazy, even though I did act wild and crazy sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, the region, it was great, man. Region was great. And then later on, got to uh, move into, what was that? That street with all the fraternities and stuff like that. Langdon? Langdon, yep. So got to live down there. So we lived down there. And I actually, that's when I actually moved uh, with Sparky and them guys. We call Scott Stark Sparky. And oh, uh, we know. Yeah, man. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to live with those guys. But we had some some funny Funny time. I could tell you about this. Oh, you guys about to laugh at this one. So this is this is you know not to be late to one of Detman's workouts. This is going into my senior year, right? Senior year. This is actually the last game or something. It's like bowl game time. And I'm here feeling myself, you know. Um, but at the same time, I still gotta respect. Obviously, you respect debt. I didn't see debt break some guys like some some strong guys that were late and all of a sudden they're doing like on a stairmaster's full pads with a 45 pound plate over their head <laughs> like some crazy stuff so i'm like i ain't messing with this guy so but me and jonathan we went out that night shout out jonathan or he remembers this day man and we woke up late and this is like bowl game week, right? We're flying off. It was, you remember that like the Fridays we had to put our hands in the, the sand. We were gripping right, mm -hmm. I guess, because they thought it'd make mm -hmm. our grip stronger. So John, me and Jonathan, we just ran out of the house. And at that time, you remember we had to wear issue gear in the weight room? Mm -hmm. So we didn't even wear our issue gear. We were so late <laughs> and so scared. Before we walked in that door, I just looked at Jonathan. I said, when it's all said and done, J.O., just act like we belong here and be cool. <laughs> so I had on a wife beater. <laughs> I had on like a wife beater taste out. We walk in the door and we just start going to work. I'm in the sand and stuff like that. And dad is just looking at us. He's looking at me like, is he on drugs? <laughs> but he, he let me go that day. I remember, man. And I remember Jonathan was like, if I wasn't with you, I don't know what would have happened. I was like, yeah, we made it through that. But yeah, man, just, just great experiences, man. Like I said, I'm always going to have Wisconsin. Like I said, um, I never regret going there, man. Not one bit. Not one, not one bit. So what's it what's it like to work your way onto the field and yeah. start playing in front of 80,000 people? And then, dude, you got to walk us through. I mean, you hold the record for sacks yeah. in a game. Yeah, man. Which will so, never be touched again, I don't think. So once again, my experience, like I said, I had to work for it, man. I had Broderick in front of me. Broderick, was a, he was a running back converted to linebacker. So he was faster fundamentally sound 
Broderick did everything technically right. Broderick, I believe, would have been in the league. Just being honest with you, would have been would have gotten a chance in the league. Um, but unfortunately, he had that injury. Me, as you know, I was a little bit more wild. If a power was going one way, I might shoot the opposite gap and make the play. You know, so I was more of a big time playmaker who would mess up on assignments at times. You know, I call it mm-hmm. what it is. Broderick, if you wanted him in this gap, he was going to be in that gap. He was going to fill that full gap for that extra player, which once again is a that's the player you truly want. Me, like, you know, me, I'm going to make a big play. At some point, a big play is going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to jump over somebody and do something crazy. So, you know, it was it was difficult because one minute I'm getting praised. Next minute, they're like, you're not in your assignment. <laughs> Why are you in deep halves? And you're supposed you did to get be- yelled at a lot. <laughs> you got yelled at a lot, dude. <laughs> Why are you playing deep halves and you're supposed to be playing the flats? I'm like, coach, I saw that back there. <laughs> I'm like, that's, they're like, that's why you got a safety. I know, but listen. <laughs> so, but you got to understand, I came from JUCO. JUCO, they let me do whatever I wanted. JUCO, nice. if I wanted to drop back all the way and play half the field, I did. So I went from doing whatever I wanted to now I had to play in a system. You understand? So it was a learning curve. Yep. Which Wisconsin taught me eventually. But still, like I said, I had my mental lapse where I did certain things and I got yelled at. And then sometimes I took those chances, and those chances worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was it was definitely a um it was a learning, it was a learning curve, you know. It was a it was difficult at times. But in the end, once again, it got me ready for the NFL, where the NFL is like, you better be in this gap. If you're not yeah. in that gap, you won't have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was different, man. Very different. So, uh, what was Ooh. your relationship like with Coach Coz? Like, describe Ooh. your relationship with love, Coach Coz. Love, hate. Now, <laughs> hey, now I love, love, Coach. I actually, it's crazy because uh, me and Coach Coz, we talked on the phone. We talked, I think, like a year ago, me and him talked, and he was like, oh, Al, I love you, man. Like, he always said, I love you. Love you, Al. Love you. But at times, like, if I didn't do right, he'd tell me. And he knew how to motivate me. He knew how to get to my psyche. He would mess me up and make me mad and make me want to go hard. <laughs> he knew if he say, like, why did I bring you here? Like, <laughs> it, it would mess, it would make me upset. And it would unlock that little, that that monster inside for a second, you know? And at the same time, he knew how to give me praise and bring me back. Like, hey, after the game, man, he hugged me. It was a loss. Remember, he lost to Purdue that year. I got six sacks or something. Gave me a hug. He's like, man, I love you, man. Like, hey, you did great. His wife came over and hugged me. You know, so he had that family atmosphere. But he knew how to turn it up, too, to get the best out of you. You know, so Coach Kyle's, like I said, he he helped form me into a Big Ten linebacker, which I was not a Big Ten linebacker. If a fullback was coming at me, I feel like I can make the play without knocking my head off. I'm going to jump over this guy <laughs> and tackle the guy. Like, why am I going to waste my body? But he made me understand, look, you got to fill this gap for the other player. If you don't do that, this puzzle's not going to work together. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he mm-hmm. helped me. He was very instrumental on uh, 
helping me in the defensive scheme at Wisconsin at the time. And so speaking of that scheme, you guys were running a 4-3 at the time. You're playing outside backer, and you look at what they're running now in a 3-4. Yeah. And do you ever think, my goodness, the work I could have put in as a 3-4 outside linebacker a la Nick Herbig, a la Andrew Van hey, Ginkle. Man. Hey, like I said, like I said, I'd have been all over the place, man. And even not <laughs> just that, when they uh, obviously when they brought Billman in, Bill was very good with smaller linebackers like Jonathan. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Jonathan Casillas, Casillas. right? All mm -hmm. those guys. Yep. Casillas. Levy, oh, he was great. I remember Billman when he came in. We was actually going. Uh, we we're going to see LeBron James play for the first time. We we're on a party bus, right? And Billman uh, was like, "Ah, I wish I had you one year. Wish I had you one year." Oh man, you would have been an all star. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, this guy don't know who he. I really didn't know who he was. He knew what he was talking about though. Billman knew defense. You know, he really oh, came from. I think he came from Kansas State at the time, and um, he had small linebackers. Those small linebackers were making plays. You know what I mean? So um, he did good with them, man. He did. He did real well with the defensive schemes and so forth. Yeah, I, I followed that at the time. So, Alex, I got to bring up a one time in yeah. spring ball. You uh -huh. mentioned we hit each other. Yeah. My recollection is it was a it was a counter, uh -huh. and I came around the corner, uh -huh. and I did not expect you that quickly yep. to be there. <laughs> I remember and that you, play. <laughs> you, I, I'm not going to curse, but you effing drilled me so hard my helmet popped off. I remember that. Yep. My mouth flew that. out. Hey, I remember I that. blacked out. I browned yeah. out, I blacked out, and I got up off the ground, I ran back, and Coach White's like, dude, where's your helmet? And I was like, oh. I looked around, it was like on the ground, they're like, dude. I remember Coach White, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> AD! Remember Coach, shout out Coach White, man. I remember Coach White. Dude, yeah. that's the hardest I've ever been hit, and... I don't think anyone's ever been hit harder in Wisconsin. Yeah, ever. man. Like I said, we we all giving them and we taking them. Trust me. Both <laughs> you guys giving them to me as well, doing them powers and all that stuff. Like I said, you got me ready for the league. I remember, man, playing against guys like you. I remember being in the league, playing against the Texans, and I ran up, hit this guy. Boom! And I was like, man, this dude, he is like a rock. And he's laughing at the bottom of the pile of <laughs> And I look up, it's Ron Dane. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just tackled Ron Dane. And he's laughing. He knew who I was, too. It was funny, man. He's like a little – he was a bowling ball, man. Dane, shout out Dane. He's from Jersey, too, man. Dude, the fullback at, um, at the Lions was, was good. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, he was real good. He wound up going to the Pro Bowl. He was a beast. He played for like 15 years. Yep. Yep, I remember him, man. I remember when he first started, he wasn't even like that. He just worked at it and worked at it. Got better and better, man. He was a nice guy to me. I really – I mean, I, I had a good time learning from him. Yeah. Although, like, then I got hurt and then it was over. Yeah. But, uh, dude, the NFL really has no sympathy for anybody. Nah, not for long. Hey, not for long. <laughs> not for long. No fun league. <laughs> Uh, it was, a, it was a very, but it was fun to be, you know, it was fun to be part of that team because you had Dominic Rayola. Rayola, me and Rayola used to go at it, man. Rayola. Yep. <laughs> me and Rayola used to go at it. He used to talk trash. You know, we obviously we played with his brother. I felt like his brother, we got a dose of his brother, but I got the real, like, Rayola, like, 
he's no joke. You know what I mean? He was the real deal. You know, he's a type that he's coming for you and coming and coming yep. each game, you know? You know, Dominic uh, walked up to me at practice with the with the Lions and was like, hey, Bernie, watch this. I'm just going to get into a fight. That's how like, he is. That's Rayola. Yep. For no reason. And he just got into fights all the time. And the coaches were so mad because that was such a waste of time. Yeah. But he did it. He just didn't care. That, that's <laughs> he just didn't crazy it. crazy is I met Rayola in college, right? So I was in my room. And uh, no, I wasn't in my room. I actually went to somebody else's room and it was Rayola and he, I think Owen, Owen, he was a center for, like, the, for the Bears. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, Owen uh, Cruz. Oh, Cruz. Cruz, yes. Cruz. Yeah. So yeah. it was after a game. We was having a good time. Right. And I go in there and uh, Rayola's brother was in there and I said something like funny and the dude, I had a funny hat on. And I think it was oh, he's like, man, take that, that. Yeah, I think he cursed at me. And I was like, man, who are you? And look, and I and I started getting mad, but I didn't realize who these two dudes were. <laughs> I was like, I was I was in over my head. I was in over my head. But yeah, that's the first time I got to meet Rayola. And then, man, just Rayola, he was good to me as well, man. Being in the league, um, these guys, like I said, first class, first class, and what they do, how he worked. Rayola, man, uh, how he took care of his body. That's how he played so long, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Alex, I got got one more question for you. Yeah. Um, And then I'll let Matt Perkins finish it off. But, dude, you went from breaking your femur to junior college to almost quitting football totally, junior college, to then Wisconsin and then the pros. How how great does that feel that you were able to accomplish so much through a sport – like, what does that mean to you? To me, honestly, that's why I never have no regrets. I feel like every level, I'm grateful for it. Now, some people, you know, they like, oh, the league, this and that. I'm like, man, it's like with me, I got more than what I thought I was going to get. And I'm grateful. I'm full. I'm content. That's why I have no regrets as far as at Wisconsin. Of course, everybody wants to be this pro bowler, this and that. But the league treated me well. Wisconsin treated me well. Junior college treated me well. High school taught me what I was going to go through and gave me the tools I needed to overcome obstacles. So for each level, you know, I just enjoyed the ride. I buckled up and I said, you know, it's time to go. You know, and I, out of each level, I met a lot of good people, a lot of good experiences. Being at Wisconsin, you know, we went to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we went down, I think it was like the Mandalay Bay and, you know, just seeing all these different experiences, man. You know, Coach Alvarez used to bring us in that room Thursday nights and talk to us before the games. Like, talks about the no-namers. Remember that? You like, mm-hmm. the no-namers. We had no we had no names on our jerseys. Like, like <laughs> I, I got to experience that. Like, some of these players, they will never get that. But I could say, sure. man, I'm for – we used to have those uh, – Friday night movies. Remember, used to go to movies and watch watch a movie every Friday night and rent out the whole movie theater. Like, mm-hmm. man, they they really uh, like I said, my ride. I can't speak for other people, but at least my ride. I'm grateful for every for every moment, every person I met, and uh, every experience. That's incredible. Um, and now you are training more athletes and training more people. I saw the. Uh, hey, the, I'm the, training athletes. That's exactly athletes. Yeah, I saw. Train, the I'm Detroit, training moms. <laughs> I saw the Detroit News uh, <laughs> video of you w- uh, when you were at, at the Mayweather boxing. 
Uh, Yo, it started gym. at Mayweather, baby. Yep. Mayweather, and now you've got your own gym. Talk to us about your your quickly. We don't have a ton of time left. Talk to us quickly about your post NFL journey from linebacker to gym owner. All right, it's before that though. I'm gonna make it fast. I went from playing in NFL last year, started dibbling in boxing, wound up becoming a Golden Gloves champ. So I actually fought in the Golden Gloves, and then after that. I had a, my first pro boxing match. Fought at the Motor City Casino. Second round knockout. That's on my uh, Instagram page. You want to check it out? Alex Lewis Fitness. It's on there, baby. But uh, so then after that, Jonathan Orr actually put my name in a, in a, for a resume for, uh, for a trainer. I never thought about being a trainer. They called me back, you know, killed the interview. And, uh, man, I started teaching moms how to box. So it's like... And I still, I'm still doing it today. Like instead of like, you know, but I keep the football mindset. I'm like, you gotta dig. I'm like <laughs> fourth quarter. I'm like I'm not fourth quarter. I meant to say. I'm like so. It's like <laughs> I go back to that football mindset, and they love it. You know what I mean? And you know, everybody's looking for that competitive uh, mindset and that that encouragement, and that's what I'm doing, man. I do that here in Michigan now. The gym is called the Blender. I'm mixing it up: boxing, fitness, kids' fitness, and everything, man. How does it feel? That's like, so cool. How does it feel to like to be where you are right now uh, at this oh, phase man, of the journey? I'm I'm grinding, man. Like I said, I'm 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 treating myself like I haven't had a meal and I'm hungry. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get more. Uh, All right, like I said, one speed, baby. Well, we'll get you out of here with some rapid fire questions. Then, uh, first of all, um, biggest physical freak you went up against at Wisconsin? Not named Bernie. Uh. uh Besides this guy right here at fullback, <laughs> it gotta be. Could it be me? Obviously, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is a freshman. Yep. Who could push the most weight in the weight room while you were there? Woo, man! For me, I was impressed with Broderick. This dude was a uh, from Texas, homegrown, squatting. You know what I mean? Big dude. I don't really remember his bench press, but the squat was up. Uh, off the off the chart uh physical freak remember kareem timbers you know he was more like a cut up guy like fast running a 4-4 as a linebacker you know what i mean like guys like that it's saturday night in madison you've just beat minnesota where are you going to the kk baby <laughs> <laughs> But I probably would just go to my room, man. But I know the KK, the KK was big. Our brats, was it brothers or brats? What was it? It's every brothers was big, brats was big, Wando's. Wando's, that burger, baby. That Wando burger. burger. <laughs> oh, man. You bring up brothers. I, I miss that place. That was like a 15 or 10 cent wing night. Exactly. Yep. yep. Oh. But I used to remember Wando's burgers. I don't. I used to go there for that burger, man. That Wando's yep. burgers. Yeah, I remember that. There were two dollar burgers at the time uh, on Mondays, and then they had we the, take over the whole place. Yep, or it was an all you can eat bacon or something like that. I don't know why. Yep. Like, Wednesday nights. Yep. All you yep. bacon. Yep. Tuesday nights. Sorry, Tuesday nights because we didn't have to work out on Wednesdays. I remember waking up feeling like crap every time because we would eat so much bacon there. Yeah. That you just sweat oh. it out on a Wednesday. Definitely, man. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? (laughs) 
uh, welcome to the NFL. Ray, one of them was Rayola. <laughs> Rayola was like, you too small. You too small. And I'm like, man, this dude won't leave me alone. <laughs> too small. Yep, man. Yep. I can't. I remember that in camp with Rayola. And then I'll, I'll get you, uh, the last one here. Favorite stadium you played with played in not Camp Randall, either in the league or in college. Man, it got to be Iowa. I remember Iowa, this old lady was talking trash to us. And then I'm, <laughs> it was um, our D-line our D coach at the time. Forgot his name, man. His his son played too. O-line. Palermo. Palermo. He was like, sit down, old lady. And the, lady, <laughs> <laughs> and the old lady just sat down like she was just quiet. Either there, I don't know if you remember, or... Uh, our uh, West Virginia, everybody gave us the finger <laughs> everywhere we yep. went. Everybody just gave us the finger, man, wherever we went. Everywhere. The but bus drove it. by. Like, it, it made me it, it made yep. me hype. Like, okay, you want to give me the finger? Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Man. Dude, people were mooning us. Yep. It was bad in it. It was bad yep. there. And it was crazy. Yep. It was crazy. That was a fun stadium to play in. That was, uh, to me, it was really cool. Yeah, definitely, man. Yo, Alex, man, thank you for coming on. This is so fun. Man, it's been a blast, man. Like I said, you guys, Matt, Matt, look at Matt and Matt. Yep, <laughs> no, I'm going to call y'all Eminem, baby. Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep doing what y'all doing, man. Like I said, I enjoy the uh, the content, what you guys doing. You call my interest. And like I said, I'm just swiping across stuff. <laughs> but I was like, let me check this out. I saw an interview with, you know, my man Brian Calhoun. And uh, I was like, man, I can I can dig this, man. So keep doing what y'all doing, man. And like you keep bringing that hot content and on with we, content. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Content. Well, we will keep doing we will keep doing that. We are we're going to have to have you back. We're going to have we're working on getting cause this summer on the show and as yeah. well as as well as coach uh, as well as coach Brian White. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, we've got hey, a lot of uh, what other are you doing, AD? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll I be a lot of fun. Oh, that'll All be right, fantastic. Bro. Anyways, I said, I we appreciate it. it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag and our friends at Oakbridge Wealth Management. And until next time, oh, Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. Baby. Let's go. Oh, I got one. I own my cell phone. So on Wisconsin. Go <laughs> finger right there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.